Hello and welcome to or welcome back to my podcast, What About It? I'm your host, Addie. Today we have a very special guest, Miss Lily. Hello, hello. I'm so excited to be able to be here during my break from Texas State and I am so excited to talk about some business and life things with Addie. You started a business. Yes. Five years ago, yes. right? Yes, I was in eighth grade. It was 2018. So what inspired you to originally start your business? There's a bunch of different stories that I have. Not stories, but outlines of my story that I always have lodged in my head for different things. But I'll give you the long story since we have time. Oh yeah, for sure. But I was in eighth grade. I've always had businesses and such. I used to have a baking business before my jewelry business. And I would cater and stuff like that and then I went to the state fair when I was in eighth grade and I wanted this bracelet it had like those little lava beads on it and I wanted this bracelet so bad but it was like $25 <laughs> and I was like girl what like that I cannot afford that I'm 13 like what the heck and so I told my mom I was like girl like I can make this mm-hmm. and so we went to Hobby Lobby I got $10 worth of supplies So like that's a little mini lesson for you also like you don't need thousands of dollars to start Mm -hmm. and I start I had a lot of time to start but you know bought beads and elastic and whatever and I just made my own bracelet started selling them at school Mm -hmm. and then over COVID I got a lot of time to research before that I had this box this plastic box and I would go to classrooms every single day Mm -hmm. and would sell my stuff like I don't want to push out numbers a lot I don't like talk about my finances in public but I was literally like a freshman and I would take my little plastic box go home with $600 like I was like what is happening (laughs) and so I just kept going and going and going and then when I was a sophomore I did farmer's market and that really got me started because before I was doing Etsy and such, I was I had motion, but I did the farmer's market. And from the farmer's market, I got a connection with Gabrielle, who owns Paper Leaves, oh, yes. to get my stuff in there. And I had never been asked that before, so I had to sign a contract with her. And she really taught me a lot of things about wholesale and selling to in other people's shops and so got that connection i connected with lauren from the oaks at the farmer's market and arranged my first pop-up shop ever and so i just started getting more and more pop-up shop opportunities and now i've had i don't even know how many i like would be safe to say 50 pop-up shops oh yeah and It's literally from connections I made from working at the farmer's market for six months. Every single Saturday I would go for like eight hours in the heat. And so it sucked, but like I also made a lot of money, so that was good. And then, yeah, then I opened my own website. I just kind of like got bigger. Like when I felt like I was able to do something new, I researched it and I saw like if I was financially able and then I just did it. Yeah. So I guess that's a little farther than like how what inspired you, but like that's kind of like my story. Yeah, no, and that's awesome. So was there like someone that you looked up to like to start your business or? Um, I guess like along the way there were people like I looked up to Gabrielle because she was a little farther in business than me. People always compared me to Kendra Scott, so I did kind of look up to her because she was like a young 
female entrepreneur. Definitely appreciate all women who are in business, but I kind of just looked up to myself and was like, I want to do this, and so I'm just like, anything that comes to my head, I literally just do. So, yeah, I like don't really, especially now, I used to be more self conscious. And I remember when I first started social media, I was super nervy. And I didn't have a social media for my business until I was a sophomore. So two years into my business, I didn't have a social media. Yeah. And so I was really scared because I was like, what are people going to think? Like, da 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 And I was just posting pictures. Like, it didn't even matter. And then I started when I was, I don't I think I was a sophomore also. I d had to start making like reels and TikToks and stuff. And I was like, oh my God, like people are gonna make fun of me and they're gonna see me on their For You page. And this is so <laughs> stressful. Like they're gonna make fun of me and my TikToks. And then I was like, I remember I was like 15. And I was like, girl, <laughs> you're gonna not make money because you think someone's gonna make fun of your video. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> And so I was like, oh, you're right. And so I just made them anyways. Making TikToks and trying to be like an influencer is so like embarrassing. And I was like, this is bad. And then literally no one said anything. Or they would be like, oh, like that video you made was so funny. Like da 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 da. I was like, oh, oh my gosh, thank you. So you said you started your Instagram two years into your business. Mm -hmm. So what like led you to start promoting your business on social media? I just kind of like knew that was the next step. I follow business and small business really closely. And so I know like this is my next step. This is what I need. And I knew like word of mouth only gets so far. Yeah. So you can talk about your business over and over again, but it's not going to leave your county until you start reaching people online. And so I just kind of knew that that was next. Yeah. What is the furthest place a customer has contacted you from? I've had customers contact me from overseas, like from Sweden and Germany and Italy. Mm -hmm. But I don't do international shipping yet. And so I had to like just tell them like, hey, you're going to be the first I let know whenever mm -hmm. I am at that place. But I'm not there yet. I'm so sorry. Like have a good day <laughs> like, but other than that I do get orders from all over the country though what are your plans like with your business in the future do you plan on expanding to international shipping at some point um it's kind of been in the back of my head for a while I haven't been thinking about it much because I want to get to be more prominent in America before I like move on to other countries but I definitely want to be bigger I want to be heavier on the fashion side mm -hmm. Then the jewelry side, I feel like I've been enjoying making art and making clothes more now. I want to do more like fashion and making clothes and kind of like using my art and creativity more. Mm -hmm. And I want to have like not a lower variety of things, but I want to focus on specific things more, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Like I just want to start making new things. Yeah, so you want to kind of expand your creativity but so yeah I want to make like more like I want one mm -hmm. product and I want to make it really big and then yeah. I'll start making another product instead of like constantly making new things mm -hmm. that makes sense do you think that you'll ever like completely veer away from jewelry or do you think that you'll stay with it um I'll probably stay with it 
for a while. Like, you never know, though. Mm-hmm. Um, jewelry's a little bit difficult to sell. Mm-hmm. People are more into clothes than they are into jewelry. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, it's hard to tell mm-hmm. what's going to happen. But I definitely like making jewelry, and I like wearing and styling jewelry. Mm-hmm. But I've definitely been more on the creative clothing side lately. So, obviously a lot of things in jewelry and clothes start to be a little bit repetitive. Mm -hmm. So, how do you make your stuff individual and a piece of yourself, if that makes sense? Um, Regarding, like, making things a piece of myself, I try to only sell things that I would wear. There's a lot of times I've tried to do, like, pink and pastels and bright colors and because they're so popular and Mm -hmm. I then I never wear my product and I'm like why am I making this some things don't fit my style like I wear neutral clothes I wear black and blue and jeans and brown like I don't wear pink Mm -hmm. and so I need to stop like trying to fit a niche that's not mine when I kind of get lost in my style or whatever I try to Mm -hmm. take a step back look at the things that I wear every single day Mm-hmm. and then sell that thing. And then with the clothes I've been making lately, it's a lot easier to kind of have my art in it because I'm mm-hmm. actually making that stamp and making that design. Mm-hmm. I don't really worry about if it looks like someone else's thing because there's no way to make something that's completely different than everyone mm-hmm. else. I just try to make things that I like and yeah. that I think would sell. Mm-hmm. So how do you stay motivated to continue creating? That's really hard. I think the only thing that's kept me this long is that I love business and I love entrepreneurship and it's built in me and it has been for so long. Well, I guess one thing that motivates me is that I did try having a regular job. Mm -hmm. I was a hostess for two weeks (laughs) and I literally hated it like could not stay there and the whole time I was like I could literally be working on my business right now and so that really whipped me back into shape and I was like mm-hmm. okay you need to work harder on your business because that's never gonna happen again <laughs> <laughs> it's never gonna happen again and there's nothing wrong with like that industry or anything but like it just it was for not for me business is for me risk mm-hmm. and is it gonna sell is it not gonna sell like advertising that's for me and so that helped me stay motivated just the thought of like standing at the hostess stand and then like I need to make money and this is my job like just how anyone would go to their job like I need to get on my zoom (laughs) and I need to be working or I can't pay my insurance and my gas and Mm -hmm. pay for my school and all that stuff because my taxes I need to make money and I don't know so sometimes like I listened to that podcaster, Leo Skeppy, and he basically is like, I don't care if you're motivated, you need to do it. Like, yeah. Sometimes you're not motivated and you need to suck it up mm-hmm. and work hard because you have to. You can't just like only work when you feel like you want to work. And that's a little bit different for what I'm making designs and stuff like that. Like that I need to be in the right headspace to design and stuff like that. But like marketing, inventory, product creation, like making my clothes, Mm -hmm. um, doing pop-up shops, scheduling, content creation, all that stuff I can do 
when I don't feel creative. Like, the only things that I need to be in this certain place and headspace for are, like, making TikToks. Because, like, if I don't feel good and look good, like, I'm not going to do well on my TikToks. Mm -hmm. And then making designs. But other than that, like, I can work. How do you make yourself continue to work when you don't feel motivated? I just kind of, like, try to make my workspace feel more welcoming to myself. Like, if I don't feel like working, it's probably because, I don't know, I try to sit back and be like, why do I feel unmotivated? Mm -hmm. Do I need a shower? Do I need to clean my room? Sometimes, (laughs) sorry, no, you're good. Sometimes, I'm like, okay, I don't feel motivated. I need to do my makeup and put my extensions in and do my hair and then sit down and work on this even though no one's gonna see me because I'm gonna and put my shoes on I always hear that if you put your shoes on then your body feels like you're about to go somewhere and you become more productive because you're like oh I'm I'm working like this is not cozy time in my socks like I'm working and so that actually does help me like as a subconscious thing Mm -hmm. but sometimes I'm just like I either need to take a break, I need to go on a walk or eat or drink water. There's a reason I'm feeling unmotivated at 3 p.m. I'm not tired. Mm-hmm. I need to like nourish my body in some way mm-hmm. and then get back to what I was doing. So you said you go to Texas State, right? Mm-hmm. And you're a freshman there? Mm-hmm. So how do you keep up with your classes there while also running a business? Honestly, College is easier for me than high school. Like in high school, I was student council officer, interact president, cosmetology. I did the salt club thing for a little bit. Like NHS, AP, like everything. And I, like I had classes and I had business. And now I'm in school and like, I don't have all that stuff. I just have classes in business. And so I'm, it's a workload I'm used to. Mm -hmm. So it's a little like, I don't know, it's a little bit easier to tackle it since I did so much in high school. I would say I just try to like, I go to the library and just get a lot of work done. I get all my schoolwork done. I go to study groups and that time is like designated for study and not for business. And like I have to really be disciplined with my time. I try to work on school right when I wake up because they say your mind is best right in the morning and like Mm -hmm. there's not really anything in business that I need my prime mind for yeah but like school stuff like writing essays I need my prime mind for Mm -hmm. and so I try to get that stuff done and then business can fit into the cracks so what challenges did you face or do you still face as a young entrepreneur and how do you overcome those challenges I feel like most of my challenges are definitely internal kind of like imposter syndrome and stuff like that when I'm at a market or I felt this really strong whenever I started doing markets in San Marcos Mm -hmm. and my first market was at a bar called Zelix and they had a little shopper's market every Mm -hmm. second Sunday and I was like oh this is so exciting like yada 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 I I went in and People told me, go to Zelix and ask this guy if you can have a pop-up shop. And so I did. I went into this bar and I asked this guy. (laughs) And it was weird. (laughs) But, like, he said yes and he said that I could come to this market. And I was the only person 
under 21. It was hard. I don't know. I had never felt that. And I've been to markets a ton of times with people who are older than me. And I've a lot of times been the youngest person. But it was weird here. I was like 18 and everyone else was 22 to 27, kind of like living their best life with their really close friends. But I had also just moved to San Marcos. And so I was also like, I don't know anyone here. And so... That was definitely a challenge, like, moving to San Marcos mm-hmm. and not having support. Not people reposting my pop-up shops and all my friends coming to my pop-up shops. Like, I just had to go somewhere new and make friends with these, like, 25-year-olds that I <laughs> yeah. didn't know who were probably like, who is this girl? Like, I don't... <laughs> but then, again, like... They don't, no one cares that you're under 21. Like, yeah, just, I don't know. So that's a thing. Uh, feeling like I don't belong or just feeling like I'm too young. I'm too inexperienced. I'm just that I'm too inexperienced. I always would catch myself telling myself that. So, so how do you filter out your own negative thoughts? Um, I try to, I have a therapist just so everyone knows I feel like that is something that everyone needs mm-hmm. and I definitely need it yeah for stress and things I just try to watch my thought patterns really closely and I also try to be like okay it's a little bit off topic no, you're I right. had a little fiasco mm-hmm. last week I don't want to say what it was but it was like regarding my finances and uh-huh. it was very stressful and I like would dare to say traumatic it was very traumatic dramatic everything (laughs) and I was sobbing and I like called my financial advisor and he was like you like first of all before we even talk about how we're gonna fix this you need to understand that this is happening to you when you're 18 like this is amazing like this is crazy you no one should be having these problems like and if they do they have them when they're like 45 and so that really stuck with me and I was kind of like oh oh yeah like (laughs) I'm young (laughs) like wow I am great (laughs) and so I have these like random bursts of like oh I'm like actually accomplishing a lot (laughs) and I have like really had a lot of big accomplishments. This is crazy. But yeah, I get super in the routine and in the rut of like making sales, advertise, like post every day, talk to people, make friends, compliment people, yada, yada, yada. And I forget like, okay, like you are having a bad day. Maybe you're having a bad, and then I also, I'm all over the place right now. Oh, Sorry. no, you're good. I also try to look at everything in the big picture because I always get a little bit depressed around January. Because, Me too. Yeah, and it's definitely, like, tied to business because I get super depressed. I'm like, like, I'm not making any sales. I'm not successful. I'm not every, like, for five years, every January. And oh I God. finally was like, girl what it's january it's the worst quarter of the year because this happens for every business Mm -hmm. it's the worst quarter of the year because people just spent a lot of money in december 
in November and then they don't spend money at the beginning of the year because they already spent money on Christmas gifts, they're on their New Year's resolutions, whatever. Like it sounds like little things, but it really plays into business. It plays into corporate business, it plays into small business, it plays into everything. And it's always businesses worst quarter of the year and so I had put a sticky note on the mirror that's like this is gonna be your worst quarter calm down you will make money it will be okay and it will all turn out all right yeah it will be fine Valentine's Day is gonna come people are gonna start spending money again it's okay I usually try to prepare for the year in January now but I forgot what the question was (laughs) no you're okay I honestly forgot what it was too <laughs> Start yapping. Um, so, what advice would you give like other young aspiring entrepreneurs? We already like touched on this, but I would yeah. definitely say like listen to other people. Like listen to what they're saying because sometimes it tracks. But don't let. Let me restart. <laughs> okay, the advice I would give to young entrepreneurs is a quote that I saw one time, I don't remember who it's from, so don't hate me, but it was like, don't take advice from someone who you wouldn't want to be in their shoes. Mm -hmm. And I think that is such good advice because, I mean, I don't even have to explain it. That's common sense. Why would you want to be like them? You Mm -hmm. don't want to be like them. Especially when you're in high school or college, people don't understand what they're saying. Yeah. And like their frontal lobes aren't yeah like them. people don't get it they're like focused on other things and they're mm-hmm. focused on their own problems and they're projecting it has mm-hmm. nothing to do with you they don't see the work you're putting in in the background mm-hmm. they don't and they don't see where you're gonna be in the future just don't listen to people they don't know what they're talking about <laughs> and when you have the chance to be generous and give to someone else and help someone else when you're in the position to teach someone else Mm -hmm. you need to play that forward and you need to be generous you need to be kind to be I tried to always be kind to everyone like Mm -hmm. it was kind of tough but I always I tried to compliment like three people a day I tried to like talk to a stranger ever I did this in high school I literally talked to a stranger every single day and I don't I used to be so shy I told my mom one day I was in second grade I told my mom one day I was like I'm not gonna be shy anymore because I wasn't and I like literally like literally put your mind to it <laughs> you will not be shy and I told myself I was like this is stupid like why am I shy and I just was confident I don't know I was like eight I wasn't gonna be shy anymore and I was like I would not talk to anyone I had a Spanish teacher in first grade and like she had to bribe me with chocolate and make me speak in a little plastic microphone because no one could hear me like I was mute I would not talk and I'm like I'm not shy now I am not shy and I think that's so funny that literally when I was so little mm-hmm. just and my mom like will tell you this I went up to her and was like this is this is over mom <laughs> I am not shy and then I will like was never shy again and it reminds me of that TikTok with Maddie from euphoria where she's like aren't you ever embarrassed and she's like well I used to be 
and now I'm not. <laughs> like, I'm just not. And I, oh, I'm yapping again. But no, you're good. I saw this, another quote one time, and it was like, I just stopped being embarrassed. I don't know what it was. I just, like, <laughs> I don't remember. It was just like one it day you decided. It was literally like, anymore. why are you embarrassed? Like, you're just thinking about it. Like, just don't be embarrassed, and then you won't be embarrassed anymore. Like, it's like the quote: if it, "It's only awkward if you make it awkward." Right, right. It's only embarrassing. You're the only one who can control your embarrassment. It's only embarrassing if you're embarrassed of yourself, which is also embarrassing because, like, support yourself, like, <laughs> queen. <laughs> Anyways, so can you share like a specific milestone? in your business or in just life in general like that you're really proud of yeah so there's a lot of things that I've been like wow but I'm gonna say two if that's okay yeah that's fine my first one whenever I was a junior Mm -hmm. it was March I bought my own car and so that was like a really big purchase for me and it like it's not a little like rackety car. Like it's a nice car. And do you still have it? Mhm. Yeah, I want to buy a new one, but you know what it is. <laughs> and cash. Yeah, I own that car and it was my biggest purchase that I've ever made. That was like a really big thing for me because a lot of my friends get their cars paid for or whatever, which is also fine, but mm-hmm. And then also just a big milestone for me was when I started making money I was able to buy oh wait I have three oh god okay, okay. so wait I forgot what my second one was <laughs> oh okay I'm gonna do my third one first okay, okay so this is a little one but I remember it very vividly mm-hmm. I was okay it was my summer in between sophomore and junior year mm-hmm. wait no Junior, it doesn't matter. Junior and senior year, whatever. I save my money so precisely. I watch my budget very precisely. And I, yeah, I spend a lot. And sometimes to other people, it kind of looks like, oh, she has a shopping problem. Like, why does she spend so much money? Even to my family sometimes. But like, well, but it's your money. Like, yeah, it's okay. Money. Yeah, it's my money. But also consciously, I know exactly how much I'm spending. I know mm-hmm. that I'm in my percentages and I know that I'm saving enough. So like, got my bag. But... <laughs> Um, anyways, so I remember I wanted AirPods and I had never really bought something nice like that for myself. I had bought my own phone. I bought, I had already bought my car. Like I bought nice things for myself, but not things that I didn't need. I had a iPhone 6 before I bought my like iPhone X. So that thing was dead. It was gone. And so that's why I needed to buy a new one. Mm -hmm. I bought my computer because I needed to buy a computer for business. Mm -hmm. I didn't need AirPods. I had wired earphones. But I was like, I want AirPods. And I remember, I was like sitting crisscross on my carpet in my room. And I was like, these AirPods are expensive for me. But I want them so that when I work out, I don't have to have wired AirPods. Mm -hmm. And so then I bought them. (laughs) I don't know. It's so simple, but I remember being like, I'm able to buy these, Mm -hmm. and I want them, and so I'm going to buy them, Mm -hmm. and so I did. Was that, like, difficult with it being, like, your first purchase that was something that you didn't need? Like, was it hard to spend that money? Um, 
No, it was easy for me because I was like, no, I want this. I deserve this. And so I bought them. And ever since then, I've been very like, you deserve that nice thing. You can have that nice thing. And so I do spend less money on, I don't eat out a lot. I don't do a lot of like shopping sprees where I go buy a bunch of clothes that I like. Mm -hmm. I buy really nice things for myself. If I want the nice cup or whatever, I buy the nice cup. Like Mm -hmm. I just bought this iPad last weekend. I loved it and I wanted an iPad and so I bought it. And so Mm -hmm. a big milestone for me is being able to like have that mindset that a, if I need to buy, if I have to buy something because my phone just died, oh my gosh, I have to buy a new phone, I can. Mm-hmm. And if I want something, I can buy it. So being mm-hmm. able to be there is a big milestone for me. And then the last one would be that whenever I had that, that magazine article written oh, about me yes. a little bit ago, that was a really big deal for me. And I got a lot of support from people who had never really shown me support Mm -hmm. so that was a little bit eye-opening and Mm -hmm. just having a Dallas article Dallas magazine article written it made me really proud of myself and my brother had posted a picture of me and wrote a paragraph that was so sweet and I remember I was at church camp and I like read it and I cried and it was so sweet because my family was so proud of me Mm-hmm. And so that was like a really big thing for me. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So on the flip side of that, how do you handle like failures and setbacks? I used to like have a lot of anxiety around failures and but I tend to be a fairly unlucky individual. If I can't get sick, I will get sick. If something bad can happen, not to be negative, like I do believe that good things happen to me and that everything happens for a reason but a lot of bad things happen to me I don't know why but there's always something Mm -hmm. and so I just deal with it like I don't know I don't I'm not phased anymore because it's happened for so long I try I give myself a specific amount of time to be distraught about something and when that time is done get up go fix it sometimes I need a day like last week when that thing happened, I needed a day to, I was crying. I was at the doctor's oh, no. office and I'm like, and it wasn't about the doctor. It wasn't like a health thing, but I needed a whole day and I just was very stressed and distraught. And the next day started fixing it, started calling people, started, well, I, I called people immediately. That was a problem. I, I needed that <laughs> fixed immediately. But anyways, I just fixed it. And some some days it's like a um okay, someone's order just got messed up and then my pen ran out of ink and blah, I'm so overwhelmed. I need 15 minutes to mm-hmm. sit in silence with my thoughts and cry or whatever is necessary. Mm-hmm. And then I go fix the thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I don't need time. I'm just like, okay, that sucks. Need to go fix it. Like I don't I don't get worked up about stuff that much. That makes sense. So circling back to earlier, whenever you were talking about how you want to make friends where you go and connections and all that. So what is your thought process when you're deciding, like you meet someone and you're like, okay, I want to be friends with this person and I want to continue that or here's the stopping point. I learned this very recently. And in high school, I was friends 
with everyone. <laughs> and I did not know what the line was. Mm-hmm. Did not know, like maybe this person doesn't value me. Maybe this person is not good for my mental health. Mm-hmm. But I was like, well, I'll just be friends with them anyways. I didn't I just didn't really think about it. I was yeah. like friends with everyone always had been like they ain't none, ain't none to it. Like just mm-hmm. that's just how it is. And then I got to college and I was like, I don't have time for this. Like I can't be friends with everybody. This is not me. And I started having more alone time and I was like this is really valuable to me. This alone time is very important to me now. And especially with dating, I'm very selective now about who I'm letting in my life because I don't have time to be all willy-nilly about being friends with everybody and dating guys that don't support me and care about my time and only care about themselves. I don't have time for that. I don't have time for people who want me to be there for them when they're not gonna be there for me. Mm-hmm. I try to give my all whenever I do, like feel like I connect with, I'm, I'm, a, I'm friendly to everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm not mean to anybody. Mm-hmm. But if I feel like someone is trying to compare themselves to me or compare myself to them, myself to them, or trying to always put us in a competition, I don't like that. And so I also listen to my intuition very, very well. If I feel like there's something off about someone, I distance myself because that's not, there's always going to be someone else to be friends with. I don't, and I don't need a lot of friends, I learned. I can be there for myself. I don't need someone to be there when I'm crying. And I never did. I never I tried to not be the person who was like, I'm sad, come comfort me. I yeah. tried to like rely on other people yeah. to help you. Yeah, I tried not to do that, but I still found myself yearning for comfort and comfort from other people, whether it be a boy or a friend or family or whatever. And I did just decide, okay, I'm not gonna always have like that perfect person Mm -hmm. to rest my head on their shoulder like I need Mm -hmm. to be there for myself and so I just stopped relying on people I just started kind of seeing them as friends Mm -hmm. and not like a tool to make me feel better Mm -hmm. and so that was helpful so how do you approach a social life like when you own a business regarding like partying or whatever okay I just try to compartmentalize there are certain girls that I'm friends with that that you don't even know they go to Texas State but I know that those are not my like ride or die friends I know they're my like hey are you going to this oh me too maybe we can meet there like that's not my ride or dies those are like my function friends yeah those are my function friends I see them at every function I go to, but we don't talk at school. Mm-hmm. We, If we had a class together, we might say hi. We don't text. I might slide up on their private story every once in a while and be like, oh, same. But we don't talk. Like, yeah. And so I, I have to stop myself from launching a deep friendship with them. Because in high school, I would be like, I know them. So I have to have a deep friendship with them. Mm-hmm. And now 
I'm like, no, it's okay. They can be my function friends. They don't need to be my ride or die friends. My ride or die friends are my, my roommates, my like two other people and my roommates and that's it. And that's, that's how I do it. I compartmentalize now. It, my class friends, my function friends, my, I see them at the dining hall a lot friends, try to separate it mm -hmm. pretty well. Yeah, so when it comes to having like the social life and everything, how do you approach where you go, if that makes sense? Like, especially whenever you have to uphold an image because you have a business. Yeah. So how do you pick and choose where you want to go, where you don't want to go, whether or not it's a place that you should be at? Uh, that's a good question. I try, I go where I feel is safe, right? I don't ever want to be in a place where business is deterring me from being at a place that I want to be. If I feel like somewhere is safe and I want to go somewhere, then I'm going to go, but I'm not going to act a fool. I'm not going to be stupid because I know I can get videoed. I know I can get my picture taken doing something dumb. And even if it wasn't business, I don't want to look dumb. Like I don't yeah. want to have a bad <laughs> reputation. And so if something starts looking fishy, I leave. I don't have a problem missing out on anything. I don't have a problem like, oh, but like, what if I leave and then something really fun happened? Like, this is not gonna happen. Nothing really fun is gonna happen. I was there for two hours. Like, nothing fun is gonna happen. <laughs> and so I just try to use my intuition. I try to like, if, I don't know, if I feel like something is off, I don't go or I pray about it. That's another thing in high school. So I to keep comparing myself to my high school self, but in high school, I went to every single event, <laughs> all the time, everything. If someone asked me to be there for them, I was there. If I went to every football game. Oh. Every football game, I went to almost every basketball game. I went to everything, away games, home games, band concerts, one act plays, musicals. Yeah, the musicals are long. Uh -huh. I went to everything. I stayed. I waited for people so that they would know I was there for them. I went to the parties and I went to everything. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, I ask myself if I want to go to that thing or if I'm going just to go. Mm -hmm. And if I feel like I need to rest, then I rest. I don't drink an energy drink and then go. I rest. Mm -hmm. and and then just regarding my image like I said I want to be respected mm -hmm. and so I put myself in places that I feel like I will be respected my grandma told me one time don't ever put yourself in a situation without an exit like don't put yourself in a situation you feel like you won't be able to get out of mm -hmm. because that's when it gets dangerous and so I think that's like um, physically a place. If you feel like, uh-oh, like I need to leave and you didn't drive yourself, mm -hmm. uh-oh. Or if you're at a party or a function or whatever mm -hmm. and you can't leave, uh-oh. If you're in a relationship and you feel like you can't get out of something, uh-oh. But I try to always make sure that 
I can exit, that I can leave mm-hmm. when possible. And if not, then I don't go. Yeah. So you said a lot <coughs> that your high school self is like very different from who you are now. So what changed? Mostly the alone time. Mostly the focusing on my... Everyone says I... <laughs> the freaking jacks, like... Oh, they're so loud. They're so loud. Oh, that's literally San is. There's this one guy with his like car that makes loud noises. I don't know what it's called, and I don't want to be like wrong. So, I don't know what it's called, but he makes loud noises constantly in San Marcos. And whoever that is, if you're listening, I'm coming for you. But <laughs> you're like, I am praying on your dad. Yeah, like stop. It's not cute. So that is so annoying, especially whenever it's like. 12 o'clock in the morning and there's yeah. like super loud motorcycles yeah, yeah, or exactly. trucks. I'm like, like you're just, not, stop. you're not cool, go to bed, like watch TV. Mm-hmm. I always say that they're compensating. I'm no, like, they're compensating really. for something. For something. I won't say what it is. <laughs> anyways, anyways. I forgot the question. Um, what changed from high oh, school to college? So, I'm definitely more in touch with myself. And like I said, everyone says, oh, I'm focusing on myself. I'm learning what I like and what I don't like. And I was really focused on business and business is very, what does someone else like? And so I am trying to be focused on my success. Another thing, I have a lot of things to pay for now. That's another, I'm not as safe as I used to be. If I can't pay for something, uh-oh, like what, I have to drop out of school, like, you know, and so like there's I, a lot more at stake. Yeah, there's a lot more at stake. I can't just be at Whataburger until one in the morning every day. Mm-hmm. I have to work and I have to grind and I have to. Maybe it's just because there's not as many opportunities to be with people. Mm-hmm. Like in high school, since you know so many people, there's always someone who's can, who can hang out with you. Mm-hmm. There's always someone to be friends with. Now it's just kind of like, I'm kind of bored. Like, I have to work. I don't have anything else to do. I did all my schoolwork. I ain't got nobody to hang out with. I guess I'll work on my business. Like, I guess I'll work hard. Like, I guess I'll listen to a podcast. Like, okay. So I think that's what changed. Like, I'm bored. I decided to not fill my time with people. And for a while, I did. I did for about a month into school. Filled my time with relationships and boys and friends and parties and then I decided that I didn't want to fill my time with these things that weren't contributing to my future and so I stopped doing that. You seem like very mature and like self-motivated and self-disciplined. Were you always like that or did it take time and like was it a process to get there? I always thought that I was mature. Mm-hmm. Looking back, obviously, I'm like, ooh, girl. Yeah. <laughs> that was not okay. <laughs> like, what is going on? <laughs> but I try to just try to be mature, mm-hmm. and I try to be respectful. Mm-hmm. And I try to value myself and work hard. And I try mm-hmm. to have a good work ethic because, to me... A person that I don't respect is someone who doesn't have a good work ethic and Mm -hmm. someone who is relying on a lot of other people Mm -hmm. and is not willing to 
work hard. Mm -hmm. And that's someone that I cannot respect. Mm -hmm. And so I just try to be someone that that, you would respect. That I would respect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. I like that. That is all the questions that I have for you today. I'm so glad that we got to talk. Me too. This was a really good... <laughs> Sorry, there was a fly on my straw. No, you're good. This was a really good little interview. I would love to have you back. That would be great. Yes. We'll have to, like... We'll plan something. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you all enjoyed, and I will talk to you next time.